Hallelujah. All right, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to talk about real faith. There's real faith and there is fake faith. There's real Adidas shoes and there's Abiba's shoes. Hallelujah. Which one do you want? Abiba's, Adidas, Levi's jeans or Live's jeans? Now we know that in the world, in the marketplace, you know, fake materials, duplicate stuff, they create a lot of problems. We have fake rice. We have fake vegetable oil. Now we are careful that we are always receiving the original product because that is what works, that is what blesses us, right? Not the fake. And so we must also come to the Word of God and understand that our faith is a real faith and not a fake faith. So that the faith that we are activating every day is working and it's blessing us. Not just deceiving us into thinking that we are all right and we are not. So that when the cancer comes and when the crisis comes, we are prepared to deal with the situation rather than taken unawares. And that's when we start panicking. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word hoped here means confident expectation. Faith is. So there is an understanding of what faith is here. Faith is substance. Faith is not something you just believe out of the air. Faith is real. Faith is a tangible substance. Faith is the power that created the universe. Faith is the power that moves the spirit realm. Faith is the attitude in the hearts that moves the hand of God. Faith is a real thing. The evidence of things not seen. The Moffat's translation of this verse says this. Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for. Convinced of what we do not see. Convinced. What is faith? Faith is a conviction. Faith is being convinced about the truth. Faith is you are convinced of what you do not see. Another translation says this, the New American Standard Bible. Now faith is the certainty of things hoped for, a proof, everyone say proof, a proof of things not seen. A proof. We all want proof. The moment somebody sends money to your bank account, you get an SMS. And that's the proof that there is 20,000 rupees in your bank account. Question, have you seen that money literally go into your bank account? Have you seen the banker take that money and put it into your bank account? No. But that text is a proof. And the moment you get the text, you're like, you're at peace. Because the money is there. You know it. That text is the proof of the money you cannot see. But you know the money is there because you got the text. In the same way, your faith is the proof of what you cannot see. You cannot see the promises of God. You cannot see what you are believing for yet, but your faith is the proof. That means if you have faith, you have it. Another translation, the Amplified. Faith is the, faith is the assurance, and that means a title deed or the confirmation of things hoped for. Title deed. Let's say your father passed away and left you 100 acres of land in Dimapur, but you have never seen that land. And the lawyer comes with the pata, the receipt from the lawyer, the land revenue office and says, in your name, 100 acres is there. You have never seen the land, but you get that pata. And when you get that land pata, you rejoice, you shout, you jump, you call your friends and say, I am rich, I have 100 acres of land. But you have never stepped your foot on that land. And yet you have the title deed. And the title deed is the assurance of things you have not seen. That is what faith is. Can you say amen? It is the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact 
what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be perceived by the natural senses. And the natural senses is what you see, what you hear, what you feel, what you can touch, what you can smell. Those are the natural senses. But faith is above that. Do you know that every human being has faith? Every human being believes. But most human beings believe what they see, what they feel, what they touch. However, this scripture is talking about a supernatural faith. Can you say amen? A real faith, a faith that comes from God, a faith that believes from the heart, and a faith that knows it has even when it does not see. This is the kind of faith that receives miracles. This is the kind of faith that can change nations. This is the kind of faith that we see from Genesis to Revelations. This is the kind of faith that partners with God. Not natural faith. Not mental faith, but faith from the heart. Can you see? Amen. This is the kind of faith that grasps the Word of God and brings it into our life. Brings it into reality. Remember, it is the evidence of things not seen. For example, you need finances and you're hoping to get finances. That is not faith. You are just wishful thinking. You are just desiring. You are just wondering and expecting somehow, somewhere, money will come. That is not faith. Faith is the assurance that you will have the money when you need it. In fact, faith is the assurance that for whatever you need in life, whether it is when you are 50 years old, you already have it in Christ. You see, you, are, you have to go and do some work, physical work. And you're wondering whether you'll have the strength to do it. That is just wishful thinking, hoping. But faith is the assurance in your heart that you have the strength because the Lord is the strength of my life. In Psalms 27, there was one. The Lord is the strength of my life. So faith is the knowing, is the believing that even though you are weak right now, I have the strength to do what I need to do. See, I learned an important lesson of faith after I got born again and I came back from Singapore and we were working in Kohima to reach out to a lot of young people in the interdenominational fellowships. And we organized a crusade at Naga Bazaar at the Panchayat Hall. It was the first crusade we organized and I was the first speaker on the first night. And it was a test of faith because the Lord led me to speak on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was wondering, all right, it is easy to teach because I have the notes. I can go up on the stage and I can speak. But the question is, will people get filled? Will people speak in tongues when I lay hands upon them? That I had no assurance because even though I have seen other preachers preach and when they lay hands, people fall and they speak in tongues, it had never happened through me. So I spent many sleepless nights just praying. And studying and praying. But still, I had no assurance that if I lay hands, they will speak in tongues, they'll get filled with the Spirit. So I could hope, I could desire, but there was no way I could see it manifests. Even though I knew in the Word of God, the Bible says believers shall speak in new tongues. Paul went, laid hands. John laid hands and people spoke in tongues. I saw it in the Word. I had faith what the Word of God says. But I had to bring that Word into reality, into their lives by my obedience to the Word. So that they came and I preached. The preaching part was easy because I had the notes. But after I preached, I just can't leave people hanging. Right? There must always be faith attached to the Word. We must always cause people to act on the Word. If you will hear the Word only and you do not obey, you are not blessed. Blessed are not those who go to church. Blessed are those who obey the Word. Can you say amen? The Bible says that. You know, a lot of people say, Pastor, I was blessed coming to church. And I'm like, whatever. 
It's only when you do the word, you are blessed. The Bible says when you do the word. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, only when you do the word. See, a lot of times when you say, I'm blessed coming to church, you're just talking about the mental high and emotional well-being that you sense by being around with people. But you have never really been really edified by obeying the word. So I gave the altar call, about 40 of them came, and now I'm like, I have to lay hands. Unless I act on what I believe. I believe that as Peter, James, and John laid hands, people got filled. I believe every believer has the authority to lay hands and people will get filled. But I will not see it unless I act on it. So I went tentatively, led them into a prayer because I had seen all of that done by other preachers. And I began to lay hands on them by faith. But my faith was the evidence that what I had seen happen in Peter's ministry, Paul's ministry, and in other preachers' ministry will come to pass in these people's lives. It was not because they fell down. I believed. It was because I believed. My faith was the evidence that they will all get filled even though we had no assurance that they will. And before that, our friends, we were all talking, hey, this is a first grade. Will people get filled? Will people come? We don't know. But we have to make some decisions. We have to step out in faith. So I went ahead, laid hands by faith. I didn't feel anything. There was no power flowing out of my hands that I could see, I could feel. By faith, just laid hands upon them. And all 40 of them fell to the floor and they were speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. Faith is the evidence of things that you do not see. If I was just wishing that they would all get filled, if I were just crying for them to get filled, desiring for them to get filled, but I did not act on the Word of God, nothing would have happened. Hallelujah. See, a lot of us say that God's Word is good. We believe in the Word of God. The Bible is true. There is power in the Word of God. But let me tell you this. Unless you act on the Word of God, you will never reap the benefits of the Word of God. Real faith is bringing substance to the Word of God. Real faith is acting on the Word of God and making that a reality in our lives. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. A lot of Christians have fake faith. They come, they nod their heads. Yes, yes, I, I agree, I believe. One day I will experience healing. One day I will have it. You will never have it because you have fake faith. Fake faith says one day I will have it. Real faith says I have it today. Even though I don't see it, I have it because I see it in the Word. John Wesley once said that the devil has given the church a substitute for faith. One that sounds like real faith, that looks like real faith, but few people can tell the difference. And this substitute he called mental ascent. Like Chinese rice. Mental ascent. Many people read God's Word and they agree that it is true. But they are agreeing only with their minds. They are agreeing only intellectually. And that is not going to change anything in your life because real faith is from the heart. It is from the heart. And it comes from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Look at Mark chapter 11 verses 23 to 24. Real faith is from the heart. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. So real faith is from the heart. We believe in the heart and we confess with our mouth. Real faith is from the heart. Hallelujah. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, Everyone say heart. 
is talking about the heart, not about the mind, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. You study the scripture. The word says is three times, believe is one time. Three says, one believe. Three says, one believe. You have to speak what you believe. More than just believing in your heart without speaking. Your speaking is so essential to your faith. Look at verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. How can we tell whether people have head faith or just heart faith? It's very simple. Head faith says, I know God's word is true. I know God's word promises healing. But for some reason, I can't get healed. For some reason, I'm not experiencing it. For some reason, I don't see it in my life. What is that? That is head faith. Because you are believing what you see. And because you don't see it yet in your life, you are doubting the Word of God. Yet you believe in healing. Yet you believe in a God of miracles, but then you are trying to see it first and then believe. That is head faith. Heart faith says this, if God's Word says so, then it is. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. The Bible says, by His stripes, we were healed. Is it present tense, past tense, or future tense? Huh? It's past tense. The Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, God healed us. He gave us the provision for healing. That means in God's eyes, we are already healed. We just have to receive it by faith. Because Jesus, through the atonement, paid the price to deliver us from the curse of sickness. Hallelujah. By His stripes, we were healed. So head faith will say, I believe this scripture. But I don't know why it's not coming to pass. Unless I see it. Heart faith says, if God says, I am healed, then I am healed. But, but, but the pain is still there. It doesn't matter. I am healed. But the fever is still there. It doesn't matter. If God says so, then it is. I am healed. Faith that is real, it sees in the Word of God, it believes and it knows. It knows here before it happens on the outside. Can you say Amen. It believes that the word is real. That means I believe I'm healed even if it, I don't see it. Even if I don't experience it, I'm healed. That is real faith. See, I've heard people say things like this. The thing I have been praying for hasn't come to pass yet. The thing that I have been praying for hasn't come to pass yet. So, I just don't believe you see, how many of you have to believe you have a phone? How many of you have a phone? Do you have a phone or not? Do you have to come to church and say, I believe I have a phone. I believe I have a phone. No. You know you have a phone, right? Do you know you have a phone? You know that you have a phone. So you don't have to use faith to believe you have a phone. You know it. Because you know it. It's, it's with you. In the same way, See, the promises of God are given to us. I know I am righteous. I don't have to believe to be righteous. I know. Faith is a knowing. Come and write it down. Or say it. Faith is a knowing. See, I'm teaching you principles to make you successful in life. Don't just be entertained by my English. It's not going to benefit you at all. Faith is a knowing. Like for example, 1 Peter 2.24. I don't have to believe and believe and believe. The moment you understand the power of God's word and how God's work, I know I am healed. I know. I know it. Because it's already been given in the word. Even though I cannot see, I cannot feel yet in my life, 
I know it. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. Faith is when you see in the Word, you believe it, and you know you have it even before it comes to pass. See, we must believe it because God's words say it is ours. And when we know that we have it, when the Word of God says, only then it materializes. Notice in verse 24. The receiving comes after the believing. The receiving comes after the believing. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive and then you will have. Believe you receive and then you will have. You have to believe before you receive. A lot of people are waiting to receive and then they will believe. In all my life, I have never been able to receive physical healing for myself without first believing I am healed before I saw it manifest in my body. Whatever healing, gastric, whether it was allergy that I've shared about, fever, whatever healing I have experienced in my life, it was always believing I received first before it came to pass in my life. In fact, I don't remember instant healing in my life when I used my own faith. When I pray for people, they get healed instantly. But when I'm believing God for myself or even going to a prayer line, I don't remember a time when I did not have to use my faith. You see, there can be a time you need healing. You go to the prayer ministry, you go to the pastor, they pray for you, get instant healing. And that's what, when you get healed instantly, many times you don't know how to exercise your faith because it was the gift in operation through the evangelist. It was the faith of the one who prayed for you and you got healed. But unless you learn to walk by faith and apply the principles of faith in your own life, there will come a time in the future when you will be found lacking. So don't wait for cancer to come before you start reading work, books about faith. Don't wait for that huge crisis before you start preparing yourself to have faith. Learn to use faith every day. Learn to walk in real faith every day. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. See, while every symptom was in my body, the allergy was still there, the fever was there, the pain was still there, I stood on God's words and I kept declaring and believing, I am healed. Not I will be healed, I am healed. Because the word of God says, I am healed. I declare that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus when I was scratching all over. But I kept on believing I am healed. And I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I had it here. I knew it. Why? Because the word of God says so. You have to believe you have it before you can have it. Can you say amen? Why? Faith is the evidence of things not seen. I did not see the healing manifest yet, but my faith was the evidence. So I was not looking at the evidence. I was looking at faith. Are you with me? Don't look at the evidence. Look at faith. Look at faith. What is faith? Faith is believing the Word of God. Believing that the Word of God is real. Treating the Word of God as real. So that is what faith is. So keep your eyes focused on faith because when you have faith, that is the receipt. That is the title deed. That you have it. A lot of people are waiting to see the land before they believe the pata is there. But even if you see the land, if the pata is not there, it's not sure. You're not going to get that land. Are you with me? See, the evidence that you will be blessed is your faith. It's not a blessing. Because faith is the title deed. You see, what is mental faith? Mental faith is Thomas' faith. Alright, go to John chapter 20. Many Christians function as Thomas. Whereas we should be functioning as Abraham. What did Thomas say? I will not believe until I can see. 
But Abraham believed before he saw. Look at John 20 verse 24. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. Even the disciple of Jesus, an apostle, did not know how to use faith. Three and a half years with Jesus. So don't condemn yourself. Just learn. Don't condemn yourself today. Just be teachable. Amen. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. What is Thomas saying? Unless I see, unless I feel, I will not believe. A lot of Christians are there. Unless I see miracles, I will not believe that God can heal. Unless I see cancer being healed. Unless I see. And these people are supposedly very educated and smart. Verse 26. After eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. So Jesus says, do not be unbelieving. He's referring to Thomas's attitude in the beginning when he says, I will believe only when I see and touch. That Jesus says is unbelief. So if your faith is this, only when I see a miracle, I will believe. Only when I see people blessed, then I will tithe. Only when I see somebody healed of cancer, then I will believe in the theology of Faith Harvest Church, what they are doing. That is called unbelief. Jesus is saying, you are in unbelief if you are waiting to see first. And then he says, be believing. What is being believing? Look at verse 29. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That is called belief. Jesus says that is faith. When you have not seen and yet you believe. There was a time I prayed for healing for so many people and not a single person got healed. In fact, the first two or three persons I got I prayed for healing, they died. But it did not change my faith. Because my faith does not come from the experiences I have. My faith comes from the Word. And I was reading about this evangelist who said, it doesn't matter even if I pray for 2,000 people and not a single one of them get healed, I will still keep on praying for healing because my faith for healing doesn't come from whether people get healed. My faith from healing comes from the Word and from God. Hallelujah. Now that is Thomas's faith. Why was it so hard for Thomas to believe? You know why? Because Thomas had seen Jesus being pierced by the spear. Thomas had seen Jesus' hands being nailed. He had seen. He was there when they carried Jesus down from the cross. He was there when they put him in the tomb. It was all in his mind. And he was using his head faith. He was using the information that came into his mind. And he could not believe. That is fake faith. When you're trying to use your head, your reasoning, all the information. Yeah, but oh, my auntie, we, we prayed, we fasted, but she died. So you're trying to use the information from someone else's experience. That is fake faith. What's the faith of Abraham? Look at Romans chapter 4. I hope you brought your Bibles. If you did not, please look to your neighbor's Bible. Romans chapter 4. Look at verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. 
Abraham became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. Who spoke? God spoke. What is that? That's the word of God. That's the promise of God. So Abraham became according to the promise, according to the word. So when Abraham believed the word, he became the word. When God told Abraham, you're going to be father of many nations, and he believed the word, took it to his heart, he became the word. So when God says you are righteous, and even though you may not be really righteous in the perfect sense, and you still have a lot of habits that you need to get rid of, and you still have an unsanctified mind, unsanctified behavior, when God says you are righteous, when you believe that word and you take it, you become Holiness is a result of believing you are righteous. Can you say hallelujah? Amen. Look at verse 19. And not being weak in faith. What is being weak in faith? It is defined in verse 19. He did not consider his own body. He did not meditate on. He did not think on. He did not reason about his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. What information comes from your body? Your body gives you feelings. You come to church and you don't want to raise your hand because you feel tired. Oh, it's Sunday after all. You know, pastor says, come on, praise the Lord. You don't want to praise God because you're tired. What is that? Your feelings. Many times your feelings get in the way of your faith. Faith is praising God when you don't feel like it. Giving thanks when you don't feel like it. If we can't even give thanks when we don't feel like it, how will you beat cancer? Think about it. Now let's be very honest. If you cannot even raise your hands and praise God, because the Bible says raise your hands. We don't raise our hands because we feel like it. We do it in obedience. Can you say amen? We open the mouth in obedience, yes or no? Whether you feel fire, whether you feel like this, a revival meeting, you know, our thanksgiving doesn't depend on our feelings. It's our faith. Can you say amen? If you cannot even raise your hands, how can you fight cancer? You got to live by faith every day. Learn to activate your faith every day. Amen. Hallelujah. What information comes from your body? Your age. Your body is telling you you are 50 years old. The body told Abraham you are 90 years old. You are 100 years old. What information does the body give to you, to your mind? Facts about your past experiences. Hallelujah. See, what is being weak in faith? Being weak in faith is to consider your own body, to consider your own circumstance, to consider your feelings is to be weak in faith, to consider the natural circumstances is to be weak in faith. Abraham did not consider his own body. He did not think. He did not say, He did not think like that. Just last week, a sister came and told me, I really want to serve God, but I'm getting old. I have to consider my age. And I said, faith does not think about age. If God told you when you are 70 years old, start a church, start a church. Oh, this is for younger people. A lot of people come to church and say, all this jumping and shouting is for young people. Who said so? Come on, who said all this praise and worship is for young people? The Bible doesn't say it. God did not say it. But you believed whatever you heard. If you have faith, you can say at 85 years old, like Caleb, give me this mountain and I will take it. That is faith. Faith does not consider your age. That means at any age you can serve God. In the kingdom of God, there is no retirement. 
but refirement. Can you say amen? Come on, say this to me. I am not going to retire. I'm going to refire. Amen. Reload and fire. Don't retire. Faith does not consider age. He did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. The information coming was, we have tried so many times, but no baby. Sarah's womb is dead. She is dead. She is barren. All the servants will talk. All the neighbors will talk. All the family members will talk. Everyone was talking. All this information was coming to Abraham. All these facts was coming to Abraham. All these feelings were coming to Abraham. When she saw, when he saw Sarah, all he saw was a desert. Sarah comes into his bedroom and all he sees is desert. All that information is coming. But he chose to look away from all these feelings, facts, and information. He did not consider it. Amen. Look at verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. That word waver means hesitate, stagger. What does it mean? It means he put his heart, mind on the promise. Not on his body. He put his focus on his body. Not on his body, but on the promise of God. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. How was he strengthened? Because he kept on looking to the promise. He kept on looking to the promise. He kept on looking to the word of God. God said it, it will happen. God said it, it is done. God said it, God said, God said, God said. Today what we do is the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, we must focus on the word and the promises. Hallelujah. And being fully persuaded Fully convinced, that is faith. When you are fully convinced that what God had promised, He was also able to perform. What God had promised. But how did God promise? God promised by words. God promised by words. God did not bring the promise first as a baby. Isaac, God's promise was words. So he had to believe words. Not what he see, not what he feel, but words. That is what faith is. When you believe the word which you cannot see, only hear and read, but it not manifest yet. When you have to believe the word and you believe it, it becomes the evidence. Your faith in the word is the evidence that you will walk in abundance. How many of you gave in faith today? Your giving is the evidence of your abundance, not the abundance when it comes. Are you with me? No, listen to this. Your faith is the evidence of things not seen. What is the thing you don't see? You don't see the abundance yet that comes as a result of your giving. You don't see the harvest as a result of your giving, yes or no? But you gave in faith and your faith is the evidence you don't need to see to believe your faith is the evidence do you believe do you believe that is the evidence that means you rejoice the moment you give you lift your hands and say father i thank you that i'm going to reap bountifully father i thank you that there is abundance in my life father i thank you that i have all sufficiency in all things I thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You rejoice when you give, not when it comes. That's what it means to be a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. Look at the difference. Thomas's faith and Abraham's faith. Thomas had natural faith which says, I'm not going to believe until I can see and feel. Abraham's faith was this. He considered the promise. He believed in the word of God and not his body, not his feelings, not his natural senses. He considered only the word. The word. And the Bible says that's real faith. Healing, 1 Peter 2.24. When you're believing in God for healing, what do I consider? Consider the word. Not your feelings. 
not the symptoms, whether they have left, become higher or more. Consider the word. I know I am healed. Because the Bible says, by his stripes, we were healed. We were healed. What about provision? Philippians 4.19 My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That promise is for givers. People who give. I know that you are givers. So the confirmation for your provision is not when the money comes. The confirmation is the word. My God will supply all my needs. My God will supply all my need. Consider the word alone. Rejoice in the word alone. Declare the word of God alone. When we were building our church, the initial budget was 6.5 crores. Of course, we went up to 10 plus crores. And we were about to make the decision to build. In the beginning, we were like Thomas. We were considering what we see and we were considering what we feel. We looked at the bank account and all we had was 10 lakhs. We looked at the church members and all we had was 70% young people. We had no minister. We had no contractor. Those are the things many people look at when they build churches in Nagaland. Those are the things people consider. Those are people, even people suggest, hey, do you have any contractor? No. Do you have any minister? No. Hey, How many people come to church? Ah, oh, 400. Hey, In fact, one lady, Burgrad, told us, a lot of people, they build big and they can't finish it and they are embarrassed. So be careful, Shahan. All of these feelings, facts, information. I should have considered all of these, but I did not. Thank God I did not. I did not look at how many ministers we have, how many contractors we have. I did not look at the wealth of the congregation, even the size of the congregation. I did not even look at that. I did not look at a bank account, how much we have. I simply look to God who is a generous God, who is a big God and I look to the Word of God. And the Word of God says He will supply all that we need. That's it. I don't need any other confirmation. I don't need a minister. I don't need a contractor. Nothing. You don't need those things. If you're considering those things for your future, oh, my future is secure because I have a distant uncle who is a cabinet minister. You have no faith in God. I tell you the truth, you have no faith. Don't trust in the horses of Egypt. God told Israel, don't trust in Egypt. You are leaning on Egypt like your strength, but it will splinter and it will poke your hands. Some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of our God. Amen. That's faith. You trust in God alone. That's it. Your future. Yes, get all the education you can. Because even your education is your faith. I encourage young people study and study more and study more and more and more and more and get as many degrees as you can but trust in God. Don't be on the other extreme where you say, I don't need to study anymore because I'll trust in God. God will provide for me. I don't need to go to class anymore. I don't need to go to work anymore. God will provide for me. That's again fake faith. Faith always has action. If you believe God has a blessed future for you, study. If you believe God has a wife for you, <laughs> go out and start looking. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith does not consider 
the circumstances. God showed me, faith showed me, I must consider only the word. The word which is in the Logos, the Bible, and the word that God spoke to our hearts through the Holy Spirit, the Rema, the Rema word. God spoke to us many times, go ahead, go ahead. I will send people to help you. So we considered only the Logos and the Rema. And we held on to it. And for the entire seven to eight years of the building construction, see, it was not just a one-time faith and everything just came. It was a daily faith because it was a journey of 10 crores. It was a journey. And many times along the journey, the bank account depleted. Many times in the journey, we faced daily struggles. So it was a daily faith. And I remember I would always come to the building and daily I would lift up my hands here and give thanks to the Lord and say, Father, I thank you the money comes. Father, I thank you that you are providing every need for this building. Father, I thank you that you are supplying. And the moment we started building, the cost escalated because, I mean, my gosh, the kind of rod, the kind of cement that they wanted the engineers, the kind of foundations. And I really wanted to cut all these corners. And one day God spoke to my heart and says, whose money is it? Your money or my money? It's not my money. It's His money. So the Lord said, just release it. Be generous in the way you construct. It is my money. See, if God decided He's going to send money, whether it was through loans, whether it was for rent, it was for whatever purpose, we may think that naturally it's not very wise, but if God says, I'm going to send you the money, just let Him do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Almost every day, I would declare, God meets the needs of this church. Every need is supplied. I would just walk around the building when it was still under construction, lifting up my hands, thanking God. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Why? My faith is the evidence of things not seen. My faith is a surety the building will be completed. How many of you want to live beyond 100 years old? The Bible says you can live up to 120. The years of men is 120 years. Your faith is the evidence you will live long. Your faith today is the evidence you will be blessed in the future. Hallelujah. See, too many times you focus on the wrong things. We consider our physical body, we consider our symptoms rather than looking to God's Word. Many times people will say, you know, please pray for me. I believe I'm getting sick. Uh, can you say it again? Please pray for me. I believe I'm getting sick. Uh, you're already believing that you're getting sick. Why do we pray for you? Because according to your faith, it will be to you. Now, we think that is funny, but let me tell you, many of you go out and say the same thing I said because you are so brainwashed by conversations in your past and society that you don't think about what you are saying. Please pray for me. I believe I'm getting sick. You're already believing to be sick. Now, we don't deny our symptoms. We don't deny the pain and the fever in our body. We don't deny that. But we focus on the Word. And we believe that the Word of God has the power to change our circumstances. So rather than just griping and complaining, which cannot change anything, just believe the Word. Some of you complain as if complaining is a magic wand that can change your circumstance. Has your life changed by complaining? Come on, let's be honest. Grumbling, wishing, desiring, it has not. Only faith. You must believe. Please pray for me. People will come and say things. God's not answering my prayer. I believe I'll get worse. I believe I might just have to get an operation. Many times, people's words betray whether they have real faith 
of fake faith. Your words are important. Hallelujah. Jesus says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. Real faith is built on the word. We should meditate on the word, dig deeply into it, feed upon the word. Then the word becomes a part of us just as natural food becomes a part of our physical body when we eat it. What natural food is to the physical man, the word of God is to the spiritual man. See, when we eat the word and the word becomes a part of us, that means your conversations are just like the Word of God. When you talk, it's as if it's just like the Word of God. That is when you're walking in faith. Real faith people, they don't complain. They don't grumble. They don't talk about the feelings. Even though there is Holy Ghost sanctified feelings, joy, peace, rejoicing, those are feelings from God. The feelings that are not from God, griping, complaining, feeling bad, feeling terrible, always talking about being bored, those are not from God. But if you're always talking about those feelings, you're not in faith. When you always have a lot of excuses, you are not in faith. When you have a lot of reasons why, uh, because I live in Nagaland, uh, and because I'm not from a good family, because I'm not really from an educated family, uh, I'm not because I didn't go to Bible school like Pastor Sean, uh, because I didn't read that. You have so many excuses why you are not blessed, you're not walking in victory. That is not faith. Faith has no excuses. Some of you may notice that my left side is a little swollen. Have you noticed that? I've been having this for the last two or three days. It's painful. But I ignore it. And I know that I'm not looking as handsome today, but hey, faith does not consider the body. <laughs> I'm really beautiful on the inside. I don't care. It's painful. It's discomforting. But I just choose to ignore it. Because my faith is to feed the flock. I've preached when I was depressed. I've preached when I did not sleep for two, three nights in a row. I just came the next morning and I preached. I preached on days when I was so anxious, those days. And I had no word. I just came to the pulpit, opened up the Bible, and I began to speak. Because I believed in God. Not in my abilities. Not in my feelings. Unless you learn to walk by faith, you will not overcome whatever the enemy puts into your life. Faith is not just a jubilee time. In Nagaland, we are so jubilee-focused Christians. During jubilee, everyone has become ultra-religious, ultra-righteous, ultra-prayerful, ultra-faithful. Right? Our faith is jubilee faith. Once every 25 years, all Christians come alive. And then for the next 25 years, we go back into a cocoon. Faith is every day. Why? Because Satan is every day after you. The trials and tribulations of life are every day. Faith is not for Sunday. In fact, it doesn't take much faith to sit on the chair. I'm working. You are resting. But faith is the moment you leave the church and you're faced with conversations, negativity, feelings, thoughts, and you're faced with temptations, and you're faced with everything that the world brings, that's when you need faith. A little tiredness in your body, a little sickness in your body. Learn to exercise your faith to overcome those. In fact, the Bible says, if anyone is sick, let him call for the elders of the church. That is only in situations when the person is so sick to the point of being bedridden that he cannot come to church. In the Bible, the implication is, if you are sick, come to church. Unless you are bedridden. Why? This is the place where you get healed. See, real faith is action. When they were going around Jericho, six days... Once a day, 
Seven day, seven times, they were obeying the word of God. God gave the instructions to Joshua. They obeyed the word of God. And on the last day, seven times, the instruction was shout before the walls fall. Listen to this. God told them to shout before the walls fell. Do you know that anyone can shout once the walls have fallen? See, most Christians are waiting to rejoice after the blessing comes. They're waiting to rejoice after the healing comes. They want to praise God after the money comes. So they're waiting. Pastor says, come on, let's everyone thank God. There's nothing to thank God for. I'm not healed yet. I'm not blessed yet. I didn't have a job yet. What's there to thank God? That's the attitude. But the Bible says, shout before the walls fall. When you see your barrier in front of you, when you see the sickness in front of you, when you see the problem in front of you, shout as if it's fallen. Real Christianity is faith, let me tell you. It's not just feeling, not being a good person, going to church, being faithful. Oh, I'll just go to church. I'll be a good person in church. I'll bring my tithes and offerings. I'll sing on Sunday. I'll sing on Easter. Uh, I want to be a good person. I want to be useful in the community. All of that is wonderful. But unless you learn faith and walk by faith, you are not engaging with God in the Spirit. And you will not overcome when the storm comes. When the crisis comes, you will not overcome. Real faith is to walk like Abraham, walk like Paul, is to walk like the apostles, is to walk like Stephen, is to walk like Philip, is to walk like David. God did not save us just to make us good church members. God saved us so that we will be sons and daughters who will take His Word and take His anointing and live victorious lives, destroying the powers of darkness, establishing His will, His kingdom, and living the kind of life, the abundant, blessed, prosperous life that attracts the believers to the true knowledge of God. See, even the gifts of the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, every knowledge, every seminar, every blessing, ultimately is designed to give us a greater understanding of God, a greater revelation of God, so that we walk from glory to glory, which means our faith becomes stronger and stronger and stronger as we walk with Him. It's in faith. And real faith is action faith. It is not just passive faith. A lot of Christians are just waiting around for something to happen. See, they, they, they had to walk around Jericho. They had to shout. They could not sit in the camp and say, well, if it is God's will to give us Jericho, God will give Jericho to us. So let's just be lying around in the camp. They would not have Jericho. And God told them, I have already given Jericho to you. I have already given. And yet they had to obey and they had to act on the word of God. Even though God said, I've already given. See, God says you are already blessed in Christ. God says you are already healed in Christ. God says you are already an overcomer in Christ. But you just can't have a passive faith. You have to believe that word and act. If you, if you believe you are an overcomer, stand up and act on it. How? Begin to declare your authority in Christ. A lot of Christians are just waiting at home. Waiting for something to happen. Waiting for somebody to make things happen for them. And that's when nothing happens. We are waiting for somebody to tell us what to do. Whereas God says, I've already given you in the word. Now act on it. Act on it. Remember so many times when Jesus heals people, He says, rise up, take up your bed and walk. The man is paralyzed. The man may be thinking, What's wrong with Jesus? Can't you see that I'm paralyzed? I'm lying on the bed. I could not walk in so my friends had to drop me from the roof. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. He is not healed. But God, Jesus, calls what does not exist as though it did. Rise up, take up your bed and walk. 
And because he believed in Jesus and he moved his leg and he moved his feet, he was able to rise up and walk. Real faith is acting on the Word of God. You have to do the Word of God. Otherwise, you have fake faith. It's like taking that fake medicine, thinking that you're going to get healed, thinking that you're going to get healed, and you're getting sicker and sicker and sicker because you're taking that fake medicine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.